this is thing. Sometimes. You're welcome, world. This is Weeping Sometimes. I'm Haram. I'm Sahina. Yay! Yay! What we <laughs> for, for the second episode today, uh-huh. we have a special guest. Special, special, special times three hundred thousand. Oh yeah, we have to have like a science fiction number. Yeah, yeah, like a trillion or gamongolian. Whatever. We just it's all around massive. This introduction was horrible, but we have Michaela, yeah. our lovely robot from school and life. Um, Yay! That was so cute. <laughs> was it? That was chaotic. That was so cute. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So. What what for what reason did we bring her here into this humble abode? We're gonna talk about body image this week. Yes, yeah. that's right. It's yeah. gonna be one of those episodes where we this delve week. deep into our insecurities mm-hmm. and cry yeah. about. It won't be all depressing. Things. We will talk about self love, self care, and everything yes. involves that. What's so- not depressing about that? I don't understand you. You know what? It's all perspective, and we'll find right. out. Right. Yes, mm-hmm. it it is bridging this gap of understanding, is what we're trying to do to, today and in life. So mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yeah, um, yeah me too. No, me the other side. A better guess, because you know this is this is a very I guess touchy subject, and we would like to be with you know, someone comfortable. And we have Makia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. honestly one of the most comforting people. So we'll be talking yeah. about. Her. <laughs> Thank you. Yay. Okay. Um well I wasn't exactly sure how else to start this topic mm-hmm. without actually explaining like my personal experience with body image if that's okay. Mm-hmm. That, that's wonderful. Really, if you're willing to share just yeah. Okay. Um well so For me growing up, I was like always really, really skinny. Mm -hmm. And I guess I just had a fast metabolism as a kid. And I was also a really picky eater. That one was important. Mm -hmm. I I didn't eat rice and Mm -hmm. I didn't eat chocolate and I didn't eat Oreos and I didn't eat crackers. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was just like a lot of stuff that I eat now. (laughs) And um, I- (laughs) You pivoted hard. uh, Yeah. Your dietary patterns. (laughs) now I eat everything um (laughs) but I just remember I like hit puberty pretty early as well I think I was around eight or nine so you know when you hit puberty at a young age you start to develop parts Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh well aware (laughs) you are probably more aware of that than me I'm still waiting for my mind to happen when are my parts (laughs) express delivery please um Um, yeah and then when you when you have that at a very young age in comparison to other people it becomes more obvious and so that was like the second wave of things for me but the first time i ever genuinely felt body insecurity because i will say that between like 
nine or 10 years old, I was starting to put on a little bit of weight because I developed a sweet tooth. Um, I think, Angela, you were with me in class in Form 1, actually. Yeah, I think so. Maybe Saina, too. Yeah. But do you guys remember when we had to have our BMIs checked in, like, the first right. few weeks yeah. of class? In PE, right? In PE. Yeah. Anytime they make us weigh ourselves in the first day, first PE class back. Yeah. So- it made me crazy. Um, yeah. I know. It yeah. like infuriated me so much. They should like, have I wanted that- to like put the scale in a corner. Oh my god, me too. I would like <laughs> run away from my friends, take the take the scale away, do it quietly on my own, write it on the paper, hand <laughs> it to the teacher. Exactly. Ignore. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Actually, well, hold that thought. The one where we're like carrying the scales in a corner. Mm-hmm. But um, what what I do remember was that when I had my BMI checked in Form 1, like, mm-hmm. I didn't know what a BMI was. So mm-hmm. just for reference, I remember being like a 20.4 or 5. Mm-hmm. So that was the number. And then a few days later, I was like in the bus going to school. And a couple um, a couple girls who shall not be named were talking about their BMIs. And they were all like, oh, mine's like an 18.5. Or, oh, mine's a 19.2. And then I was just overhearing this conversation of numbers that were so much lower. <laughs> and I was like, that was probably the first time that I felt genuinely insecure about my body. Mm. And I guess after that, I kind of spiraled. I ended up gaining a lot of weight between Form 1 and Form 2. Mm. And that's when it like hit me that this whole thing with feeling insecure about a number on your scale or a number on measuring tape, tape, measuring tape. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That whole thing, that's when it hit me that this is something that anyone can go through. Like I said, I was like really skinny growing up. And I wasn't aware of a lot of these stuff until, honestly, until an age that was pretty late in Mm. life, like 12, 13. So, but ever since then, I've like really tried to advocate for self-love and self-acceptance and even like just trying to work on my own body too. Mm. But yeah, that's kind of what made me want to talk about it. Yeah. I think you raised a really good point where um, that's how most body issues start when you're at an adolescent stage and you're extremely insecure and trying to adjust to the changes your body is going through. And Mm -hmm. in that vulnerable position of time, you're affiliated with and put in this position of comparison between your peers, where not only is this number ascribed to you, but it is also, it also determines your um, it almost determines your social status or uh, yeah. or it, it is used to diminish or appreciate your value as a person. It's crazy that um, so many young girls and boys have to go through that. I know. Yeah, the social status one's a big one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, but a complete opposite experience to yours. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I was always like a fat kid growing up. Well, I wasn't always chubby, but I think yeah, I was chubby growing up. So mm-hmm. 
Okay, I don't really know if I want to get into every detail or anything, but mm-hmm. okay. to this day, I still remember what it feels to be insecure. And I'm much yeah. better now, like 10 times, I don't know how many times, but a lot better now. But it just, there are like specific moments and specific comments that really stick with you till, I don't know, till you die, really. Um, which yeah. you can discard and put it like way, way, way far into your memory box. But they do come out when you talk about things like this, like when you sit down with your friends and you have a conversation about your insecurities and how you mm. beat them or not beaten them mm. i don't know it brings you back <laughs> kind of <laughs> sorry i didn't really tell you a story but th- that was a story <laughs> was a fat kid kind of lost weight throughout but always maintained that insecurity because we love maintaining things here <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, we, we do, like, carry it around. So, so we, like, so, even if it's the smallest thing, like, somebody, like, I, I, I do this thing. I, I mean, to this day, I remember um, what my um, middle school teacher told me uh, about me being um, overly talkative and in front of the whole class, and I carried with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as a trauma yeah yeah talk about it when i'm when i'm sat on the couch of a therapist and (laughs) they asked me what fucked you up like that middle school teacher (laughs) way too real um teachers have i know i swear that's like completely another topic but i just want to say teachers have so much power and i've been through some shitty ass teachers oh fuck yeah yeah. (laughs) Oh, tell me about it. Tell me about it. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually such a good point. Because a lot of the little traumas, Mm -hmm. like, that happen, they're all mostly because of school. Because that's pretty much all we do at that age. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, teachers have so much power because anything that can happen that can affect your kids, they're going to take with them until they're, like, 20, even beyond that. And, like, yeah, I don't know. That's just – I'm glad you brought that up because I thought I was the only one that thought about that. Yeah. It's really I, I, real life in school. They're, they're sort of like your, uh, quote-unquote, parents in school, mm-hmm. right? They're your yeah. – they, they do shape us. And I just – I don't know. I just – I think we've all had some bad experience with the teachers, but it doesn't really – go into everyone that's we, yeah not all teachers mm-hmm. are bad but there are some horrible yeah ones. <laughs> yeah definitely mm. ah, like when we had to learn our bmis <laughs> <laughs> someone included that in the curriculum and i know no that just, <laughs> exactly ah, and honestly like I do remember that at some point we stopped doing that. I think it was maybe form three or four, yeah. but I just, I was like celebrating inside <laughs> when we stopped. Moon, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> girls in our form talking about starving or not mm. eating the, the, yeah. the week before they, uh, that um, health checkup lesson mm. in PE. 
and they're like, uh-huh. oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna eat after you, I have to get my weight to the 40s region. Mm-hmm. Or if you think in retrospect, it's crazy how they already had this, they already developed this sense of what is considered a normal weight and what is considered uh-huh. overweight. Oh god! It, this this honestly brought back way too much memories because yeah. <laughs> like, I'm at a point where I've really forgotten all of that. Like I've tried to forget all of that. I don't know. Yeah, defense mm-hmm. mechanisms. I guess you know you avoid your past so you can mm-hmm. live into the future. Um, I know. Why do we have drawers? It's to put our old memories in, lock it, <laughs> and never, never open it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much on your self-love path. That's very fucking cheesy, but but we're gonna commit to that question. We are, because I think that's important. Because we've all come from very insecure backgrounds, but you know, are we happy now? What are we doing? What are we trying to achieve? First of all, very offended that you make you just made that assumption that I was insecure in the past, and also very impressed that you got it correct. <laughs> That's very accurate. To be fair, you did give me some evidence. You did tell me about your teacher. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, you were the first head witness. Some sort of a conclusive thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. How are we right now? Yeah. Well, you know. The thing is right now is that it's kind of like a, what's the word? Like you go, you go four steps forward and then you go three steps backward and you keep doing that until you reach something. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess if we were to do a timeline from form two Mm -hmm. up until now, there's definitely progress. I remember between form two and form four mm-hmm. was when I was trying really, really hard to lose the weight that I gained. And it did take a toll on me sometimes. It did work sometimes too, but it wasn't making me feel better about myself in the way that I thought it would. And then I guess form five to now was when I began to realize that if I'm going to diet, if I'm going to exercise, if I'm going to do anything like that, it has to be for the right reasons. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I've seen most change in how I look and how I felt in those recent years than I did before. Mm-hmm. So I guess in terms of like body image, like I feel pretty happy right now with how I look oh, and I like that I feel. Like how you... Uh, the reason I, I we haven't talked forever, but just from the way you talk about yourself and uh, on social media and the 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 kind of things that you post, and that's so I'm talking in terms of that because that's that was the only point of con- communication between the two of us. And just, <laughs> yeah. I, I've always thought that wow, like Mika- Michaela's having like a g- good time, not just because glow up, honey. yeah, it's like a fucking glow. You got a juice <laughs> cleanse and then some and it's not even just in the the appearance but like you can really I could really feel that your confidence and self-love was radiating through and that really played the part of making you um and feel like I I just looked at you and you were just this glowing ball of 
pretty beautiful bombshellness and I was like yes I knew her once (laughs) (laughs) I know um confidence in your pictures Mm -hmm. I can tell that you're stronger too which I'm so so thankful for thank you yeah and that picture (laughs) that purple picture I don't know if you know what I'm referring to but it's on your singing account. Okay, this is way too specific. Which one? <laughs> the purple, the pink background, I think. You look so yeah, but, oh, I was just like, oh, that was, she looks amazing. <laughs> Thank you. That was one of my spontaneous quarantine projects. <laughs> and I think because you were doing something that you're passionate about, because you were singing, that was your singing account. I just thought, oh, she's doing what she loves. Thank you. Thank you. And like, you guys have done some like super cool stuff too over the past few years. Like, I just remember looking through everything, like this podcast. (laughs) Literally. Is this what we have to show for? (laughs) No. That's a bit depressing. (laughs) Yeah, no, I get what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we evolved, evolved from high school trauma, yeah, and I think that's have. a really good thing. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I personally evolved from it, but I've definitely grown with it, and I've mm. pushed it aside. Yeah, like I don't think yeah. I've dealt with the trauma yet. But <laughs> well, yeah, the the process of evolution it isn't negating the past traits; it's taking it on and making it better. So. Yeah making it better and putting it aside yeah. it's mm-hmm. a hard life to live um, yeah me on the other hand can't say that i have technically evolved to the positive but i like to think there was change and i like to tell myself that it would it was positive in some aspect yeah some yeah a skewed vision it can be perceived as a upward slope i don't know if you can tell from looking at me, but I just care less. Oh yeah, I can definitely agree. I with can, that. I can, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh I don't know what that. I don't know what that says, but yeah. okay. it's just, like oh I feel like that's a good thing too. Like I've seen like a lot of you guys have like this new glow to you now, especially coming out of high school. <laughs> Uh, more to I guess mm. mm-hmm. we just have like different there's just different perspectives now so mm. we've like changed and left that usual routine mm. and we're kind of back to like a reality check yeah honestly I feel like looking back at it like some teachers have like made big deals over the quote-unquote real world like mm-hmm. while we were in high school, you know those speeches mm-hmm. they make, like at the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, and I guess like they make a big deal out of it, and you're mostly looking at the oh uni and work mm-hmm. and like bills and that section of it. But really, like you don't realize this until you reach that point that what they're really talking about is just like your mindset. Yeah, and like what you feel you need to accomplish in mm-hmm. your life, not what you think you have to accomplish. 
feeling. Wow, it's so beautifully yeah. put. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, well, going back to like body image, I guess, mm-hmm. and just that realm, when I forgot which one of you said it, but when you brought up how everyone, like every girl, was basically grabbing the scale, shoving it into a corner, and then mm-hmm. like doing everything on their own, like, the fact that so many of us did that yeah. just kind of shows something about how we treated ourselves back in those days. Yeah, it was a collective mentality as well. It wasn't just one like, private um, insecurity. Yeah. Everyone, everyone at that age group, every girl in that, or especially girls in that age group, shared that same insecurity about, about their bodies and their appearance. And yeah. Yeah, sometimes I wonder if it is self-created or it's, it's due to external influence. I um, both. We should talk about the external influence and how social media and culture and the people around us, yes. they are a big part of why we feel insecure. Because you aren't alarmed. You don't grow up being secure about something without yeah. external output. You don't just have that innate insecurity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is this a common well, or is it like comments? Yeah, I was I was doing some research earlier and mm-hmm. I read that the year when the bust to waist size of the model depicted models depicted in Vogue magazine was decreased by sixty percent was the same year that marked a stark increase in eating disorders in America, mm-hmm. and the the relationship between mass media and how and the mental disorders and how young young adolescents respond to it is in, inevitable mm-hmm. and unavoidable. Wait, did you say bus size? Uh, waist to, uh, bus to waist size. Oh, the I ratio. Think. Dang, the ratio. Yeah. Also, there, like, another interesting thing I found was that it, in, it, as we came into the 2000s, Mm-hmm. Our, our beauty standards shifted from a more voluptuous figure to that of the squinty, yeah, yeah, the the how how like the neon, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. the super supermodel type, which is eerily like the prepubescent girl b- body of a girl. Yeah, you have, the, have yeah with teen girl being the one of the top search words on Pornhub. Oh my god, okay, okay, okay. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Um, that is scary, thinking about it. Yeah. You know, like, um, I read some things about the opposite side of it, the mm-hmm. plus model industry, mm-hmm. and there's just a lot of double standards that come with it. Mm-hmm. Like, right. you do notice that a lot of the more successful plus size models tend to have the same body yeah and if you look closely Mm. they don't really represent the entire plus size industry Mm -hmm. but rather Mm -hmm. just the smallest portion of it Mm -hmm. yeah yeah much more likely to be sexualized as well even if they're plus size like hourglass and that like perfect figure where all yeah bodily fat is like perfectly proportionate yeah Mm -hmm. which is I just think the whole idea of 
beauty and like body image being on trend is weird. It's just like I understand trend and it being like transient, but how can body shapes be on trend? I know it's sort of insane that at one just because at one point in time everyone accepted this this like disability like beauty standard people will accept it and everyone would try to emulate it yeah at one point it was having having and i think things are better now i don't like to admit it but kim kardashian did so much for body image (laughs) (laughs) i think she did a lot i don't like say it's all yeah um for sure yeah all the all the restriction i can Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Like it definitely shifted at least Western, the focus of Western media's attention from the um, Heidi Klum supermodel type body figure to the voluptuous and the thick and the, the, the curves. And yeah, Yeah. but before that, the kind of, kind of body, uh, the standard of beauty that the mass media was paying attention to was well below the average and the healthy um, part of the BMI scale, which is, is so 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 problematic. Yeah, yeah. Heidi Klum, that sort of body type is mm-hmm. obviously we couldn't even attempt. But even Kim Kardashian's body type, ooh, I can't even imagine. Oh yeah, it is. It is unattainable in a different way. Yeah, exactly. It, the problem has just shifted. It's literally it just hasn't gone anywhere. I guess when. When she brought up how plus size models were even taking measures to look bigger mm-hmm. in the industry, that kind of just shows like the whole double standard with the plus industry because mm-hmm. it's like you were trying to promote this form of body positivity mm-hmm. by creating another standard yeah. in the industry, you know? Mm-hmm. So with the whole making them appear bigger mm. and at the same time saying, oh, you can't be too big. Yeah. It's like, where, where is the line? Where is, you know? Exactly. I think the problem is in, at all. Yeah. Blobs floating around exactly. the world. Exactly. <laughs> we should just accept that we're like, uh, we're made of bones and flesh and mm-hmm. that should be the only status quo. That should oh be the only Stop the labeling altogether. Yes, exactly. It would be. I think the primary reason behind all the labeling and the standards is because mm-hmm. of how much of that is commodified. Yeah, I did want to talk about that because it's a yeah. huge industry to make yeah. to to make girls feel insecure about themselves and sell product yeah. to help turn that into self love, self love, and self. Big-ass industry. Mm-hmm. Um, when the numerical values and the labels come in, it's just that and business go ha- hand in hand. And mm-hmm. as long I have this feeling that as long as we stay in this capitalist society, mm-hmm. this, the core of the problem will never go away. Yeah. Yeah. I think corporate and just business in general has like, taken such a huge fraction of mm-hmm. the entire meeting of being body positive and mm, for sure it's definitely changed mm. how we view yeah ourselves 
it's like a marketing campaign it's yeah it's the same as like um greenwashing but this is for just body image and really seeping out all the juices of our insecurities and making yeah. it profitable mm-hmm. yeah how do you guys feel about um social media and like youtube yeah. instagram and all those things and how they play with how people see themselves oh I, it's all just tiring that's mm. my only emotion it's obviously think, a very good mm-hmm. place to be creatively if you're in the yeah. right algorithm but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you're in a toxic algorithm everything is just too loud and exactly <laughs> it's so hard to generalize social media and mass mm-hmm. media as one thing anymore because there's just it's a deluge of information and content mm-hmm. and it really depends on what you're consuming mm-hmm. and food itself like there are it's, it's such a large variety it just depends on what you're craving yeah yeah it's it's honestly like become such a big issue mm-hmm. but at the same time it's become like something that people started talking about less because it's been such a big part of our like generation mm-hmm. and our decade. Mm-hmm. So it's just diminishing the idea that the idea that social media is like changing you mentally and emotionally yeah. because mm. it's become part of our lives now. Like, so have you guys ever photoshopped or facetuned? Personally, no. Mm-mm. <laughs> I think it's so easy to do that mm. when when you're like an influencer or you know you have a following yeah. of some sort. It's that's like a whole different world. Yeah, I feel mm. like um, face tuning and uh, making your skin tone lighter or darker, especially in Asian communities. And mm-hmm. I'm speaking mm-hmm. from the Korean community. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't consider to be a part of it, but it's just uh, by observing. There is so much internalized and externalized um, lookism, like, and everything is centered. So much of life is centered around appearance Mm -hmm. and presentation, Mm -hmm. um, your your makeup and body, to the point that that to the point that that has become our country's main export. Like most, yeah. most face tuning apps are developed by Asian people, and the, the the if you see the kind of effect they have, you can really tell what peop what kind of beauty standard they're opting for. Mm-hmm. Like it, there are there are apps that can can make fake double eyelids that can just make your face into a V, mm-hmm. completely out overturn your like cheekbones. Like it's crazy how much people are. How, in, how much time people are investing just to have that one picture where they look slightly better than themselves oh. or one picture that does not even look like themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I have faced you now some points though. Mm-hmm. I will admit. It, I, I faced you something, I posted it and I deleted it. So I don't really, I understand that life 
Mm-hmm. Because when you're so insecure about yourself and you want to just tweak a little something, and when you edit enough, when you when you're I don't know critical enough, and you know how to edit a little bit, you do go down the rabbit hole. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, I do have a little bit of sympathy for them because mm-hmm. I don't know. I do think yeah. the world forces them to. Yes, really. I guess when you see it, like when you're seeing the result that comes from these apps, you realize like, hey, like I'm capable of looking that way and mm-hmm. it's still me. Therefore, mm-hmm. you know, therefore people post them and mm-hmm. call it a day. But yeah, I feel like the most heartbreaking thing about these apps though is what you brought up about influencers using them because a lot of influencers have admitted to doing that and mm-hmm. some have yet to do so but have and to be fair that's their job they probably want to excel in it like their social media yeah. presence is their job wouldn't you want to present the best version of yourself even if it's yeah. like slightly skewed a little bit yeah however ethically I questioning commodifying your appearance is if it is your job i completely understand where they're coming from where they're trying to make their product more appealing yeah the problem mm-hmm. isn't these influencers the problem is our capitalist yeah. society like, yeah it's the they're the symptom not the problem mm-hmm. yeah it's heartbreaking when you realize that they're also trying to make them look better than they are but Mm -hmm. the thing is a lot of their fans and a lot of the people that are seeing these don't Mm -hmm. actually know that that's not what they actually look like and that's what's creating this whole perspective on how Mm -hmm. we're supposed to look Mm -hmm. when it's not even real but do you think it's their responsibility to be a role model like influencers because I've always wondered like obviously their impact is so massive and they have a lot of young viewers and followers like is it their responsibility to be honest what are your thoughts on that oh that I think that it's like part of their it's part of it is their responsibility but not to like the whole extent like because I feel like everyone in our generation can agree that there was at least one, two, or three celebrities or influencers that came across their lives mm-hmm. and made them think, this is how I want to live. This is what yeah. I want to look like. Yeah. So that's just kind of what the world has evolved to, that these yeah. influencers are what make the next generation and it's Mm -hmm. like they weren't forced into becoming a responsibility but they have they have responsibility i think that was really well put yeah they don't they're not forced they they do have some sort of it though they do have some sort Mm -hmm. of responsibility Mm -hmm. yeah that's just how things have become over the Mm -hmm. recent years Mm -hmm. and i guess that's why it's just becoming a new thing that these influencers are trying to be as real as possible mm. because I guess it's become known that this is the kind of thing that they have. This is the impact that they have, especially since social media users are becoming younger over time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It, in the nature of the market, the product is bound to respond to the demand. And I think it's impossible to expect how the, 
toxic areas of capitalism to change in the you know in the fortnight but mm-hmm. like it, we as consumers know know which product is more healthy and if we direct positive attention to that like you said more more people and more influencers will produce products and um, make content that is more healthy and that is more candid because yeah that would be people would be responding to them much better more mm-hmm. yeah Ah, it's just a whole new level when it comes to social media, especially yeah, the in the 2010s so and 20s. We have no clue what's happening because everything is changing so quickly, it seems. Mm-hmm. We have like a new form of media every other day. Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> like a new clout. Someone gets clout overnight and they're the next star. It just, it's hard to... <laughs> really have rules and regulations guys i'm stuck in the the five years ago i don't even know what is happening it's moving Mm -hmm. fast i'm getting motion sickness just listening (laughs) to things happening i don't even understand how you (laughs) with the current that's so true it has become so much quicker now and it's harder for people to just like stop everything Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think that's a nice note to yeah. And today's <laughs> discussion, yeah. <laughs> yeah, where we have no that was a, a nice chill. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you want to uh, wrap the podcast up with giving um, out some recommendations? Anything you're you've been listening to, you've been watching, any people who you've been inspired by in recent times? that you want to recommend? Um, not that I can think of at the top of my head, but I guess I could say, but just in light of everything happening, like I feel mm-hmm. like everyone being quarantined has played a significant part in everyone's lives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think we should really just use this time to reflect on what we've been doing mm-hmm. for ourselves yeah. in in a mentally stable level. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you know. Emotions mm-hmm. are high. We're spending, yeah. 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 And I mean, just looking at what we talked about earlier, you know, there's definitely been a lot of things in life that have made us feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. Like with, with, saying with like the little traumas that happen in school. Mm-hmm. And... I think we should really use what we've been through and make sure that we don't wish it on anyone else in the future generation. Because okay, obviously, okay, like... Sorry. I just cut you off, but that was the sweetest thing ever. <laughs> it's okay. Thank you. That was honestly beautiful. I, I would tattoo it on my head. If, <laughs> <laughs> just to take the beauty out of it no to really show everyone the beauty of it if it's on my forehead yeah. everyone is forced to see it. <laughs> yeah it's just we shouldn't repeat this whole cycle mm. that's yeah. what I think we it's have to remember and at some point and wouldn't it be awesome if we're the same generation that got Trump elected and ended this toxic cycle I feel like <laughs> That will be a nice wrap. 
Yes. See, I'm way too. I don't know if it will ever end. <laughs> That's a pessimistic note, but yeah, it's a game of Othello. Like we have one generation just coming out and flipping all the sides over. The next generation will just we're gonna die. Right back out. It's gonna keep going. Gonna die with us. Yeah. That's way too depressing. Yeah. Let's cut that out. But <laughs> oh, it's gonna stay. Yeah, whatever. We, we, we can keep it. Honestly, yeah. I wish Michaela you could come back constantly because I think you just uplifted this podcast so much. Oh, I know. Or we're, like, can we have you just like tagged around our yeah. daily lives so that you can like, give us encouragement in dark times? Exactly. Because I'm all yeah. Energy yeah. and like just talking to you has just been such a treat for the past mm-hmm. hour, and I um yeah. Thank we you. It's been so nice talking to you guys too. Mm-hmm. I like really, I really missed like the little, 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 little circle of friends that I had mm-hmm. back at home, and mm-hmm. you guys were the included. So it, I did miss talking to you guys a lot in general yeah. and you know I feel really honored honestly when Sahina brought up making a podcast on her Instagram maybe like a month ago I was like that's such a good idea yeah. I want to be a part of it <laughs> and yeah thank you guys for having me and yeah. letting me <laughs> we're, we're very much honored and to have you thank you yeah you really and it's really heartwarming and mm-hmm. I, I wasn't going to tell you this but before we had this started this episode we're both pretty cynical yeah, about the topic right. of body, body mm-hmm. image like we were talking about how it wasn't a topic that we particularly wanted to revisit mm-hmm. but um, you really you really like appeal your sincerity and the 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 sensitive way you approach mm-hmm. the topic really mm-hmm. make this yeah this discussion something that I really enjoyed so and your openness you. as well because we were quite defensive about the whole topic I think yeah. mm-hmm. but you being such an open person kind of forced us out of our little negativity closed door mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. yeah thank you I'm glad that that was the case it's I know it's like a very stigmatized topic to mm-hmm. talk about because like but then I mean again I think everyone has their own experience with it Mm -hmm. it's just that people don't really want to express it because from you know what's been going on with social media we feel like it's something that we shouldn't have Mm -hmm. but really like it's super super normal Mm -hmm. and I I feel like it has to be normalized that it's normal Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah Yeah, but thank you. I'm glad that I managed to have that little shift in my Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, we should end this podcast at some point because we don't want it to be an hour and a half like the other ones. Um, <laughs> let's say goodbye now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Apparently, we have more to talk about uh, fetishes. And we thought. Yeah. The body image. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's two restrictions. So goodbye. And thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for talking. Thank you.
This is me pink sometimes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. That's a wrap, guys. <laughs>